A great bounce back by the Minnesota Wild in game two as they get these special teams battle wins against the Blues. We talk about everything that went right for the Wild in game two as our Locked on Wild postcast starts right now. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into yet another Locked On Wild postcast as the Wild pick up a huge 6-2 win in Game 2 of their opening round series against the St. Louis Blues. Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg to break things down. And tonight's Locked On Wild postcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Plus, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend anywhere from 30 to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, all at RockAuto.com. A 6-2 win for the Minnesota Wilds. Kevin Gorg, quite the night. Uh, Just a fun game to watch. And it felt like after what happened in game one, when the Wild had a bunch of chances that just didn't quite go their way, that once they found the back of the net, that things were going to open up. And they found the net early. They found it often. And it was uh, it was nice to see XL Energy Center really get some good energy from uh, an early start tonight. Yeah, the fans were unbelievable. I mean, they've been great all year long. Dean Everson and the team has talked about it, but uh, there was some extra juice in that building tonight, and they were just itching to make some noise. And I thought it took the wild a, a little while to kind of get to their their game tonight. They came out, and I thought were a little bit nervous early. St. Louis predictably was playing a very safe game, and for six, seven minutes, the Wild didn't have a shot on goal, but once they got the first shot and it went in, uh, their confidence ramped up, and then they looked like the team we've watched all year long where they were making plays and getting into the power play and executing in those situations. And I thought they had the Huso, uh, St. Louis's goaltender, a little bit rattled early. I thought the crowd factored into that as well. They were all over him tonight. And, you know, I, I think Mark andre Fleury talked about it in his postgame presser. When you're a goaltender and you're given a lead early, it's a heck of a lot easier uh, to rise up and play well, and he certainly did. We, we saw going into the game Dean Evison do something that he's done a lot of this season in after a loss or after a little bit of a scuffle, sticking with the team and trusting that his guys were going to do what they needed to do to get out of it. And Obviously a little different in the playoffs, but really didn't see that much in terms of changes from game one to game two, and uh, just a very, very different look as you alluded to, a little bit of a slow start, but it just it seemed like the team 
knew that they were going to be able to uh, to get the win here in this one to even things up at 1-1. I think that's a great point you just made, Seth, because the trust that Dean Evison and his coaching staff has shown the players all year long, I think has really galvanized this hockey team. It would have been very easy to mix things up, to shuffle the deck with the lines. They didn't do that. They made one subtle change. Uh, they brought in their top plus minus guy for the season, a veteran player, and Alex Goligoski, he's a very calm guy. He's a stabilizing player, and, and they put him in for Kulikov, who had a tough game one. And that's all the changes they made. After getting beat 4 nothing, after having a hard time getting Fiala or Kaprizov going, uh, the coaching staff basically said, guys, we believe in you. Go get the job done. And the team responded brilliantly. So uh, that coaching move absolutely paid off. You mentioned Kaprizov and Fiala, and obviously you want to see your top guys kind of take charge and uh, and own moments like this and no better way to own it than getting a hat trick and Kirill Kaprizov you know we we've seen him do it numerous times throughout the regular season St. Louis really making a conceited effort to try to slow him down in this series it seemed like he just finally had enough here in game two and he just said I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take this and and help the uh help the team get on top yeah, no question. He he had a little uh, extra jump tonight, and I think what might get overlooked is a point that Wes Walls made um, before the game tonight, and he talked about uh, when a guy like Zuccarello misses that much time at the end of the year and he's a veteran player, might take him a game to get his legs underneath him, and I thought Matt Zuccarello was a completely different player in game two, and I really believe that Kaprizov feeds off of him. I think they've done it all year long, and I think Kirill Kaprizov is a better hockey player not only when Matt Zuccarello is on the ice, but when Matt Zuccarello is going and he was tonight and just the confidence that I think you get as a young player, Kirill Kaprizov understands his role. He knows he has to produce. And I think he was really downtrodden and really felt bad about game one because St. Louis really took him out of that game. Not the case here in game two. And uh, I think that's going to only bode well for Minnesota to have those two guys clicking again. Uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on before we kind of flip and look to what to expect in game three. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, Matt Dumba as well. Um, the grief line, those guys, it seemed like it took them a little bit of time in game one to, uh, to get back to their element and, you know, another dominant game, if not for an offsides penalty, Jewel Erickson Eck is the one that has the hat trick, but just fun to see that line get back to doing what they do best and then adding the element tonight of scoring, which is you know, maybe not their main focus when they're out on the ice, but they're still very capable of putting the puck in the net too. Yeah, they're the most valuable line uh, for certain on this hockey team because they're the shutdown line. And I think uh, if you watch the game tonight, the, one of the few shifts they were not out there against Tarasenko's line. He scored the goal to make it 4-2. They're that good. And if they never score a goal in a series, they're going to make a huge impact with the way they defend and the way they frustrate teams. But when they're scoring on top of what they do defensively, um, that's a killer for the opposition. And Jewel Eriksson Ek is such a responsible player that you don't really pay attention to his offensive skill. And the second goal that he scored tonight in this hockey game was pure skill. He created the turnover. He made the play. And you don't usually see Jewel with that kind of celebration, but he knew that he had just made 
an unbelievable and amazing play. And even he got to celebrate a little bit, which is rare <laughs> because he's such a stone faced guy. And he was, you know, chucking about that with us after the games, which is pretty cool. Tell you what, we will uh, look a little further into this series and see what the wild need to do to keep momentum and to uh, try to shift things and pick up a game on the road, starting with Friday's game against the blues. But uh, first, another one of our sponsors of these Lockdown Wild postcasts is Built Bar. And with summer right around the corner, you're going to need that go-to snack that you can take with you on the go, whether it's out for a jog, on the road, anything you need, Built Bar is here to help. And Built Bars are also covered in 100% real chocolate, so that means you can enjoy while eating healthy, but also enjoying the taste as well. Built Bars have 130 calories apiece, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Your standard candy bar is right around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you're looking for that go-to great-tasting snack, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Minnesota Wild even the series at one game apiece by picking up a 6-2 win against the Blues. And now we shift things to St. Louis for games three and four. And Kevin, one of the things you got to feel for Matt Dumba because it's, it's pretty evident that he is, uh, is not 100%. And, uh, you know, major props for him just trying to gut it out here and help the team out any way that he can. Yeah, you know, Matt's such a leader and such a big part of the chemistry that this team has developed. And, you know, you, you can see it. I think we all are watching the same game. You know, he's known for a big, booming slap shot that right now cannot be a part of his repertoire. So he's working through that upper body injury, and he's making as many plays as he can. Uh, I'm encouraged by the way he's been able to keep his legs, and he skated a bunch. Andy Ness, uh, the conditioning coach with the Wild, uh, is a tremendous, tremendous skating instructor. He and his mom have done it for years in the, in the Twin Cities. And uh, don't sleep on that because Matt's Matt been able to keep his legs and come back stronger than ever with his lower body. But you're right. It's um, it's tough. But, you know, this time of year, I, I say it uh, all the time. These guys want to be out there in the playoffs. They want to give it up for their teammates, and he's doing that. And he's still an effective player. And I and I just think that, you know, Jonas Brody is such a valuable player. And he – he just feels like from talking to him, he's better when Matt Dumba's on the ice, he's more comfortable, he's more confident. And so if you don't have the offensive side of, of Matt Dumba's game and he can get it out defensively, I still think it's going to be a good thing for the wild and specifically a good thing for Jonas Brodine. Uh In game three on Friday in St. Louis, just how vital is it for the wild to replicate the script they had here tonight? Obviously on the road, you got to try to take the crowd out of it, but with a St. Louis team that, that had momentum there a little bit midway through this game, seems like it's got to be just essential for the Wild to get that early lead and try to uh, try to neutralize things. Yeah, it's a loud building. I've been going down there for years, and it's one of the louder buildings in the league. They're going to be amped up just like our crowd was, and, and I think a couple things to watch. Number one is the matchups. Craig Berube is a cup-winning coach on the side of the St. Louis Blues, and he knows he needs to get Tarasenko's line away from Julia Eriksson-X line. So that 
that chess game is going to be fascinating to watch and how that plays out. And can Minnesota stay out of the penalty box? I thought they were good early. I don't think they were very good in the middle and late at staying out of the penalty box. And there was a bad call along the way. I thought the call on Eck in the third period was a missed call. That's going to happen. But they've got to be disciplined. They've got to avoid those stick penalties that don't take away a major scoring chance. And the one thing that I think Minnesota can do, and St. Louis has some injuries on the blue line. We'll keep an eye on Nick Letty and Marco Scandella. But down low in the offensive zone, Seth, from talking to the coaching staff and talking to some of the wild forwards uh, in the last 24 hours at practice and morning skate and now tonight after the game, they believe if they get the puck in and get possession and can cycle the puck, they have a speed and skill edge on the defenseman for the St. Louis Blues. And that is the area you can beat this hockey team. And you're uh, going against a very good goalie who's got great career numbers against Minnesota, but he's played two career playoff games in his life. Friday night will be Mark andre Fleury's 165th game. So if you can get a lead and kind of get in his head, I think that could pay big-time dividends. Wild even things up at one game apiece. Looking forward to what should be an electric game three. Kevin, thank you for the time. And uh, thank you, folks, for tuning in to our live Locked on Wild postcast to break down all the action. Make sure you're following Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. We will catch you again after Game 3 and hopefully another Minnesota Wild win. All part of the Locked on Podcast Network, keeping you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild, with new episodes every Monday through Friday as parts of the Locked on Podcast Network.